From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Today, we're going to explore graphic medicine with an English professor from the New York Institute of Technology. Elizabeth Donaldson is also the director of the Medical Humanities Program at New York Tech. She's in Syracuse for some lectures and made time to stop into HealthLink on Air. Thank you, Professor. Thank you for having me. What is graphic medicine? Um, graphic medicine, in its very broadest sense, is med- healthcare and comics put together. So, for example, it could be anything like um, edu- educational infographics that explain a condition, like um, um, diabetes or something like that, to a patient. It could also include medical illustrations that illustrate a process for medical students, too. And in th- at the other end, you have graphic narratives of illness, uh, um, comics written by patients about their experience with with an illness or some other medical condition, excuse me. And you also have um, examples of medical students writing about what it's like to be in med school using comics to do that. And there's a really interesting program at um, at Penn that does that. Well, how did all of this start? Um, that's a really good question. I think it was a kind of coming together of of comics studies, which has has grown and um, gained a greater academic presence, and also health humanities, which has tried to look at medicine through different les- lenses to see how art and literature and, and philosophy and all of those things uh, connect to medicine and what they can bring um, to the understanding of medicine and medical practice. Well, I've seen graphic medicine described as an emerging cross-disciplinary field. How does it link disability studies and the health humanities? Um, That's a good question. Disability is often about medical conditions, right? Um, You don't necessarily need to see a doctor about um, something static and chronic like blindness, but maybe you have a, a different medical condition and it requires a lot of encounters with healthcare professionals. Um, so um, dis- disability scholars are interested in these patient narratives and illness narratives, and they're very much interested in looking at disability not just as a medical issue, but also as a social issue. So there's this idea that Disability can kind of include um, the private medical condition of, of someone, and then that's called the medical model, usually. And then there's also a social model, which views disability as a minority identity. And there's um, a, a nice tension between these two models. Sometimes the medical model is seen as too individualized and pathologizing uh, um, for someone, and the social model is seen as a corrective to that. But we're, um, it's a kind of ongoing conversation, and uh, those, those categories and those models are things that people are constantly looking at and teasing out the nuances of. I've heard of crip culture. Can you right. describe what that is? Well, crip culture is um, basically a way of uh, appropriating this idea of the cripple and maybe even splendoring in its um, um, you know, messiness and its abject status and trying to and then elevating it um, 
saying, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cripple, but so, so what? Um, yeah, that's me. That's, that's who I am. It's not something I'm going to be ashamed of. So it's one of those, um, those projects where, where somebody takes, takes a term in language and reappropriates it and tries to redefine it to make it more emancipatory. Yeah. So do you teach um, graphic memoirs in your courses? Yeah, I do. I usually um, filter them in through classes like literature and medicine. And also I teach a course on moods and madness, psychology and American literature. So I'm, I'm very interested in these, these, these narratives. And I also find that my students react very well to them. They really like comics. Comics are not as intimidating to some of them as poetry or literature or a really long novel might be. So that's kind of the beauty of working with comics is their approachability for certain audiences. How did you as an English professor get interested in graphic medicine? Well, I, I came about it because I'm, I'm really a, a disability scholar of, of mental health issues. And, I've, and I'm especially interested in schizophrenia and narratives of schizophrenia. And there aren't that many around. Uh, so I'm, I'm always trying to find a way to bring uh, a, a better understanding of schizophrenia into the classroom for my students. And so it was hard to find narratives that did that. Um, it was hard to find books. There's Ellen Sachs, The Center Cannot Hold. Uh, she's a law professor with schizophrenia. And it's a, it's a great book, but again, it's really long. Um, and Ellen Sachs is, is a kind of super crip, a psychiatric super crip. There aren't too many Ellen Sachses out in the world. So I was looking for other texts that my students could engage with. And so I was, I was looking in the field of, of graphic medicine and graphic memoirs because I thought, oh, here's, here's something that really lends itself, right, um, um, to this kind of quicker communication with students. So I found things like uh, Seraphin's Asylum Squad. Um, it's a webcomic about uh, mental, um, mental health experience that was diagnosed as schizophrenia. And I also uh, came upon Daryl Cunningham's Psychiatric Tales, which is a nice collection of, um, of short comics based on his experiences working in a psychiatric ward in, in England. And he's an artist that also has a lived experience with anxiety. Um, so he's, he's a really good communicator and has a great empathy with these patients. So he has a really nice uh, little chapter in that book uh, titled Schizophrenia, which goes through all the misunderstandings people have about that condition, like linking it to violence, et cetera. And then he kind of works on um, dismantling those those bad stereotypes and those harmful stigma, stigmatized associations. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with English professor Elizabeth Donaldson about psychiatric disability, crip culture, and the humanities. So let's talk about how graphic memoirs challenge stereotypes of mental illness and psychiatric disability. Um, yeah, uh, I think... Today, maybe there's a tendency to view people with severe mental illnesses as dangerous um, or as so unlike other people that they're difficult to understand. So um, a mental health memoir 
uh, helps us to understand that uh, the person with this condition really is a lot more like us than than we, we might have imagined before. Uh, people with mental illnesses are not more prone to violence. They're more likely to be victims of violence, for example. Um, they do have thoughts and feelings, we do, like every everyone else. Um, so it helps humanize um, people who are sometimes vilified in conversations about public health issues like gun control and things like that, and in news stories that um, really kind of leap to this association of violence and mental illness. Is that what makes mental health a good topic for graphic medicine, just because maybe there's some mystery that people don't realize about? Yeah, I think um, um, Jessica Gross, who is a scholar at... um, St. Louis uh, Pharmacy School talks about how mental health, um, graphic medicine makes mental health issues visible. It makes the invisible visible. So we don't really know what's going on inside somebody else's mind. Um, We don't really know what it feels like to to go through um, anxiety or depression or something like that, that we haven't experienced. And comics... kind of that medium forces the the artist and the writer um, to make it visible in a way that is easier to, can be easier to comprehend for some people. So. so it's easier to comprehend, but in terms of the difference between a graphic memoir and a, and a written memoir for, from the author's point of view, right. um, talk to me about the difference from the creation of this. Yeah, um, I... You know, when something's written, you have the the words, you can hear them in your mind, and maybe you have a visualization when you're reading something. Uh, When you're looking at a comic, it's kind of already there, embodied for you. And this notion of of comics making, making, being so embodied might be important to that understanding, right? It, It shows us how the body is reacting, it shows us how the person, right, is reacting. And maybe some people uh, sort of express themselves better through the, a comic than through words, right? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody has their different medium, like everybody has their different learning style. Um, some people like poetry a lot. Some people are scared to death of it. <laughs> some people love to read, like me. Um, and some people like to read and to read graphic memoirs. So... Uh, they're they're a, a great medium. They're a fun medium, and some of them are really beautiful. They're, the the artwork is really amazing. So, it's uh, a really it's a pleasurable experience. So, how would you advise someone who's new to this genre of the graphic novel or the graphic memoir? Where should they start? And how? Tell me some titles that that they would be sure. able to. Um, well, I mean, if you look at Fun Home, which is a blockbuster graphic um, um, memoir turned into a Broadway play, that has an underlying disability theme of OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. So it's kind of there in the more mainstream comics. But if you want to look for something more specifically about disability, something like C.C. Um, Bell's El Defo um, would be nice. Um, David B.'s Epileptic, about his brother's experience with epilepsy. 
Um, there are all sorts of titles about Alzheimer's and um, dementia and, and death, like tangles and special exits. Um, Dave, um, uh, David Small's Stitches is a classic. It's about a boy who has um, cancer and um, surgery for that cancer, but his parents actually don't tell him that that's what's going on until later. So it's a, it's a really it's a really great um, great introduction to a lot of a lot of important bioethical issues, um, and that's that's also another important aspect of graphic medicine. What it brings to us, it it's a space like science fiction is a space for us to think about um, future technologies. Graphic medicine is a place for us to really examine bioethical issues in medicine. The, the best kind of go-to resource, if you want to start looking at graphic um, medicine works, is the graphicmedicine.org website. And um, this is also out of Penn, and it's a great collection with um, so many wonderful reviews of, of different titles. So you can go there and, and, and you can search for maybe a condition that you want to know more about or just browse through, and they have some wonderful stuff posted there. What have you learned about people with psychiatric disabilities from graphic memoirs? Um, well, I kind of uh, came to this subject because I, I do have a kind of personal connection. I have lived experience of depression and anxiety, and two people in my immediate family have been diagnosed with schizophrenia. So, but one of the surprising things for me when I, f I find I read something like Sam Sharp's Mom, um, which is a graphic memoir about his experiences with his mother with mental illness, with schizophrenia, is how common <laughs> some of these experiences are to, to what I've ex experienced. And so there's something to be said about finding your experiences reflected in, in literature. And sometimes when they're, they're not, you feel like maybe an outlier or something. But so I think this is another one of the attractions of, of graphic medicine is you're not alone. You're, other people have gone through sometimes the same exact right um, thing as you have. And there is a little solidarity and comfort right in that. Well, thank you. Thank you to Professor Elizabeth Donaldson from the New York Institute of Technology. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.